Hi there, my name is Josh, and welcome to my podcast. I believe that anything worth doing is worth doing God's way. And at this podcast, we're going to learn how simply and practically we can apply God's ways to our everyday life. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Guys, I tell you the truth. This God that we serve is an amazing God. And for the next couple of episodes, we're going to be exploring just how good he is. Because you see, when situations and circumstances happen to us, the first thing that the enemy targets is God's goodness. Dating all the way back to the Garden of Eden, back then, the enemy was targeting God's goodness. Remember the time when he went and spoke to Adam and Eve? What did he tell Eve? Told Eve, are you sure that God said what he said? And then after that, what did he ask? He said, the reason why God doesn't want you to eat this fruit is simply because he doesn't want you to be like him. You see, at that moment, what the enemy was targeting was trying to make God look like a bad God. And the moment we start perceiving that the one true God is not a good God, it messes up with everything else. Everything else in our lives is messed up if we don't see God as good. One thing I came to discover is that the beautiful thing about God is that God is not good by choice. God is good by nature. The scripture says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. His goodness is not a choice. His goodness is a state. Like just the same way we have legs, the same way we cannot fly, the same way it is impossible for God to not be good. So even when situations and circumstances are not good, it's important to always realize that God is good. Now, from time to time, God does some things in my own life that just leave me in awe. Okay. I mean, all the time he's good and, and all that he does is great. But there's just some times when it feels like he was just tailor-making situations and, event, and events to work for me and me alone. Or even for you and you alone. I don't know if you can relate, but I can relate. And those are the things that you can't help but share with the world. And today, I'm here to encourage you to share your own story with the whole world. Because you see, if you look at the bees, for example, the, the bees, when they are pollinating and they play a huge, huge part in our ecosystem. And what they simply do is whenever they go to a flower and they're getting the nectar, pollen gets on their wings. And as they fly off, all that pollen starts to spread across the land and continues to spread the pollen across all the other flowers and flowers continue to bloom and grow. And you see what's happening is as the pollen is being spread, the beauty continues to grow. That's the thing about telling your story to the whole world. Whenever God has done something, anything in your life, no matter how simple it may be, whether it is the simple or the dramatic, it is so important to share our stories. Example. So, in Matthew chapter 9, we see the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Okay? So she goes ahead and touches the hem of Jesus' garment, and the issue that she had is resolved then and then. Amazing story. Now, what is interesting is, in Matthew chapter 14, many people came to Christ and they were seeking just to touch the hem of his garment so that they could be healed. The scripture says that as many as touched the hem of his garment were all healed. But how did these guys know? How did these guys know that touching the hem of his garment would have the power to heal? Our story was shared. You see, guys, 
the story that you have, the thing that God did for you, what seems minute and what seems dramatic, all those things are a pointer to God's goodness. And in today's day and age, we need to hear more stories of God's goodness. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing in the next couple of episodes. We are going to be telling the world about God's goodness through the stories of what he has done in our lives. So I encourage you to share your own story with the people around you. You can share it with the podcast as well. Feel free to do so. But today we're going to start. We're going to start from the foundation of it all. We're going to start the story of salvation. So today's story is gonna revolve around the story of salvation. I mean, at the core of everything, at the core of God's goodness is the story of salvation. How Jesus went out of his way to come and wrap himself in the clothing of an ordinary man and to die for us who didn't even deserve it. But he still went out of his way to do it for us. And, and today's story really points the picture about how God, even after the sacrifice, still goes out of his way to pursue us. Today's story is about Jerry Savelle. So, Jerry Savelle is born in 1947 in Mississippi, okay? He grows up, but didn't grow up as a Christian. In fact, for a while, he rebelled and didn't want anything to do with Christianity, okay? And eventually, he ended up meeting his wife and marrying her in 1965. One thing that's interesting to note is that the wife was a Christian, a Holy Ghost-filled Christian, and... And she really drew Jerry Savelle to God simply by her actions. This woman was a woman of God, and there was no way he could get anywhere close to her if it wasn't for being around God. So he started going to church because of her. Everything that he did revolving around salvation was simply to get close to her. So eventually, they got married in 1965. But Jerry Savelle was not born again just yet at this point. He was not born again just yet. But something very interesting happened to him in 1957. In 1957, he was watching a sermon on TV by Oral Roberts, a great man of God back in that time. And as he was listening to him, he felt the call of God on his life to preach the word. But he ignored it. And he felt that if he doesn't share this with anybody else, he wouldn't have to do it. So he went back to doing his automobile business with his father, because his father was into repairing cars and all that. And so that's what he was doing for, for, that, for the better part of his life up to that point. And so after he got married to his wife, the wife would still insist, let's go to church, let's go to church, let's go to church. But he didn't want to do so. He did it because he loved the wife, but he personally did not have a relationship with God but the call on his life was still there. It was still there and it was so strong in his heart that any time he would go to a church service and he would start to feel the conviction, he would get up and leave. He would get up and leave the moment he felt any kind of conviction because he didn't want to address this call of God on his life. God was beckoning at his heart and God still wanted him to minister the word. And so every time he would get under the anointing of a teaching and the atmosphere of worship, he would feel that conviction. But the moment he would feel any kind of conviction, he would get up and leave. And the wife would ask him, like, why, why do you keep leaving? Why do you keep leaving in the middle of church service? And said, no, I just didn't want to be there. He never explained to her why he kept leaving. He never explained to her about what happened to him in 1957. But she knew by the leading of the Holy Ghost, she had an idea. 
Now, what's interesting to note, now in Texas, this is happening in Mississippi, okay? So in Texas now, there's a man by the name of Kenneth Copeland. In the same 1957, where Otto Roberts ministered to the Jerry Savelle on TV, on the radio, there was a hit song by the name The Pledge of Love. Okay, and The Pledge of Love was a hit song in 1957. It was a hit song in the US and in the radio back then. It was by this man, Kenneth Copeland. Fast forward many years later, Kenneth Copeland got saved and he was heading towards, he, he says that he was heading towards a rock and roll stardom but his mother prayed it out of him and somehow circumstances moved him into getting into the military at around uh, somewhere after that 1957. And so after he was done with his military service, people forgot that he ever did music and eventually God called him and got into ministry. A great, great man of God who's alive till today. Now, Kenneth Copeland was ministering in the same town that Jerry Savelle was in, in 1969. And at that time, the wife to Jerry Savelle told him, told Jerry Savelle, like, we need to go listen to this man. Like, you have to come and hear this guy talk. I mean, I've been a Christian all my life, but I've never had a man speak how this man speaks. And he didn't want to go. Jerry Savelle did not, just like all the other times, he didn't want to go. But the wife made a deal and said, let's do this, okay? If you go and listen to this man of God and you don't like him, you will never have to go to another church service again. I will never force you to go. And Jay Savelle was like, yes, okay, that's that's the deal I was waiting for. That's the one I'm going to go for. No problem. And so he agreed to it. And all he wanted to do was go there and ensure that he doesn't like this person so that he can leave. But before they left, he said, what did you say the man's name was again? She said, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland is it? It's like, Kenneth Copeland, Ken, Kenneth Copeland. I've, I know that name. Like, I've heard of that guy before. It's like, no, there's no way you've heard about Kenneth Copeland. Like, no, I've, I've heard about it. Didn't he have a hit record on the radio one time? Just called The Pledge of Love. He, I mean, he sang a song called The Pledge of Love back in the day. And it's like, no, that, that can't be. That can't be the same Kenneth Copeland. It can't be. No way. It's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the service today for two reasons. One, I'm going to go there. And if I don't like him, I'm going to leave. But for the second reason, I'm going to go there. If I enjoy the teaching, I'll wait until the very end. I'm going to ask him if he was the same Kenneth Copeland who had the hit record, The Pledge of Love on the radio in 1957. That's why. He really wanted to prove his wife wrong. I mean, you know, our wives are right almost all the time. So he really wanted to be right at least this, <laughs> at least this one time. So he went, he went and um, he went to where Kenneth Copeland was teaching that evening. And he was teaching as he always does on the God kind of faith. And so he listened. He sat and listened, but he was not feeling anything. He was listening, but he was not receiving anything. He was just there. A few minutes into his teaching, something interesting happens. Kenneth Copeland pauses and says, you know, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I guess somebody needs to hear it out here. But in 1957, I had a hit record on the radio called The Pledge of Love. And back then I was going to get into a rock and roll stardom until mama prayed it out of me. And now I'm here. He could not believe that he just said that. The moment 
Kenneth Copeland mentioned that Jerry Savelle was at the edge of his seat listening to everything that he said. I believe, and Jerry Savelle said it as well, that the reason why Kenneth Copeland mentioned that was specifically for Jerry Savelle to know. That evening, he didn't go up to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior, not at that particular teaching. The sermon finished and he went home and he said that he could not sleep that evening. He could not sleep at all. He was up and finally at 3 a.m. in the morning, he just got up and told God, God, I don't know why you still want me, but if you still want to use me and you want me to preach, I'm yours. And at that moment, he was saved. He received a glorious salvation right there in his house. And he said that he began to speak in tongues. He was baptized with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues there and then. And he couldn't stop speaking in tongues all the way up until 7 a.m. in the morning. But what was interesting was at 3.30, the wife was wondering where the husband had gone. She had a noise in the living room and was wondering what it was. And she went out and she witnessed what God was doing in his life. She even went and called the mother to watch what God was doing in Jerry Savile's life. And she sat there until 7 a.m. watching what God was doing in his life. You see, my friends, God is so good that he would go out of his way to search for you even when you keep running away. He knows how to reach you and touch you right where you are. Like sheep, we are prone to wandering. But the God that we serve, he's a good shepherd. He'll keep pursuing and chasing after us until we come to him. The scripture tells us, and this is Jesus saying that, I behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man opens, I'm going to come in and I will eat with him. What's interesting about the scripture is that he stands right there at the door of your heart, knocking, knocking, waiting for you to open. That's probably your salvation story. Maybe you are running away. And from time to time, we tend to run away sometimes. But he keeps knocking and he keeps chasing. What a beautiful, beautiful savior that we serve who would go out of his way to save us. That's the kind of God that we serve. The scripture tells us in the book of Luke chapter 15. And I'll read it from verse number 4, 5, 6, and 7. And this is Jesus speaking. He said that what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that one which is lost until he finds it? And when he, ha- and when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Wow. That God would leave the 99 and come after the one. That is a good God. God is so good. I want you to remember that God is good by nature. Not good by choice. He just can't help but be good. And if you ever find yourself questioning his goodness, please, Remember the sacrifice that he made just for you. Remember that if he had to do it all over again, I truly believe that he would do it for us. 
And I truly believe that if you was listening to this, were the only person who needed to be saved, he would do it for you and you alone. That's the kind of God that we serve. A good God. A wonderful God. A God who go out of his way just for you. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you've been blessed and I hope you've learned something. Remember, you can always reach out to me via the number that is in the description. Feel free to let me know your thoughts on this episode. Let me know your story. Have a blessed week ahead. Thank you so much for listening to this episode all the way to the very end. I'm very grateful for your time. If this touched you in any way, please feel free to share it with a friend. And if you'd like to take it a step further and contribute to this channel, you can look at the description that is in the bio to see different ways on how you can do so. See you next week. God bless.